The goodness of gracious. <laughs> I don't think it's going to fly. No. I mean, it could. If but... you guys got any suggestions, we, we'd love yeah. to hear it. Maybe we need music or something. Maybe we need to. The music plays before they see us. Oh, yeah. So it'd be really kind of awkward yeah. to have music playing after well, the music Well, I could just... Welcome back. Goodness and gracious. Why are we... Why is it something that's, like, got twang? I don't know. Like, it could be, like... I can't talk British or Australian. I don't know if I can. I can. Welcome. No. He's not going to Pardon me. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome gotta put the v in for the w <laughs> i don't know anything else besides hillbilly slang or well, something I, I don't know like it can i can but it's like i can't do it on command oh okay. like i could just you know i don't know we could get tom in here he can do donald duck oh yeah i can't do donald duck i can laugh like elmo but i can't talk like Elmo. <laughs> <laughs> well okay. hopefully We'll come up with something yeah. different. Maybe the first of the um, year. Because if we're bored with it, we know you guys got to yeah. be bored with anyway, it. Anyway, welcome back to Goodness and Gracious. I'm Renee. I'm Chrissy. Now that we got that out of the way. We did get that out Yay. of the way. <laughs> it so, took us how long? <laughs> <laughs> so we tried getting this started in October. Oh, we, I fibbed. It was me. I'm going to take the blame mm, for it. There's a lot going on. Yeah. We just, you know... We, there are many plates that are spinning here at Sand Hill, many ministries going on. Yeah, I know. And to keep this one spinning while you're running Yeah, around, exactly. You know? that's and that's it, kind of what I feel what like. That's what it feels like, yes. It is. It is what it feels like. And um, and like we, we've said, you know, there's no one ministry that's more important than the others. Right. Even Pastor said that this morning mm-hmm. in his message. Plug for the pastor. Plug for the pastor. <laughs> if you want to know what he's talking about, tune in. Go watch. November 5th a.m. service. Yep. Neither, none of them are more important than the no. other, um, but we are trying to find our footing with some new ministries mm-hmm. that um, are going on. So this is going to be a little bit more sporadic. So do you want to tell them what we Yeah, I think we kind of come to the decision to, for November and December at least, to um, instead of twice a month, we'll come to you once a month. Yeah. So it'll be, we'll record like the first of the week or first of the month <laughs> and try and have it out the first week of that month. Yeah. And so that'll be for November, December. We will come back and hopefully be fresh, be fresh for the first of the year and hopefully maybe get into, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll pray about it and see how God leads us and stuff. So, yep. Um, but we still haven't heard back from you guys. Not one email, not Mm -hmm. one message on Facebook. Is there anybody out there? I don't know if anybody's listening. It'd be nice to just say on Facebook, just type, type in. Yeah, I'm listening. Love you guys. Yep. Not necessarily, you know, if you don't love them. If you don't love us, you don't have to say it. We don't want you to, you know, we're not going to force it out of We just like to know if somebody's listening. Yeah. Just because there's a few views does not mean they're listening. They right. Just be That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Anyway. So a lot of plates spinning here at Sand Hill. Um, I feel like the series that we are um, going to go into here is not going to be well received. Um, but I s- still feel it's what God has laid on our hearts. That's a great way to start it. Oh, I know it. <laughs> now we really aren't going to hear know, from them. Now, yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. Listen, if it gets on their toes, it gets yep. on their toes. Yep. That's the way it is. It, it kind of gets on my toes. So yeah. I don't blame somebody if it gets on their toes. Yeah. Um, but we're going to talk about coattail Christianity. Um, 
if that sounds confusing, um, I hope that by the time we are done, you'll have a better understanding. Um, I'm sure you have heard the statement, riding the coattails of, um, it has been used in a positive way and it has been used in a negative way. Um, we're going to be using it both ways. Um, I think that we can glean, you know, a whole bunch of um, stuff if we use it from both ways. Um, to ride on someone's coattails means to become successful by attaching yourself to someone else's success. Um, I think that success gained by originally attaching yourself to someone else and then actually putting the coat on yourself is a good thing. Um, you want to get in on what someone else is doing um, and that and you can clearly see is beneficial what they're doing. That's a good path. OK, um, you grab on, get get a good hold. Um, then you put the coat on yourself. OK, and then there are those that grab onto their coattail and they are content with just hanging on and gleaning mm. any good thing that they can from the actual coat wearer um, as long as they don't have to invest in putting the coat on themselves. Um, that's too much work for some and people. And they miss that on too much. We've said that over and over. Yep, yep. And we see this so much mm. in the church. Uh, we see this so much in our church, I feel yeah. like. Um, we want to bring out both sides of this and present to you some good examples from from each and clearly show you the benefits and the pitfalls of riding the coattails of Christianity. So I waffled back and forth about which side to start with, and I feel <clears throat> that it would be beneficial to start with the ones that are content to just hang mm. on, just hanging on. Um, the ones that have no real solid investment. And we're going to start um, in Luke 18. I'm not going to ask you to read it, but if you want to read no, it, I you can. can. Okay. I can try and read it. <laughs> <laughs> because I like, have lots of typos, so... Yeah, just bear with me. <laughs> so Luke 18, mm -hmm. 18 through 26. Yep. And he's certain. See, see there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Here we go. And a certain ruler asked him, saying, good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, why called me thou good? None is good, save one that is God. Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother. And he said, all these have I kept from my youth up. Now, when Jesus heard these things, he said unto him, yet likest thou one thing, sell all that thou hast and distribute unto the poor and thou shalt have treasure in heaven and come follow me. And when he heard this, he was very sorrowful for he was very rich. And when Jesus saw that he was very sorrowful, he said, how hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God, for it is easier for a camel to go through a needle's eye than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And they that heard it said, who then can be saved? And he said, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. You did very well. Except for the and first I, nine. I feel, yes. like, I feel like I did well. In yeah, I didn't see no typos. That is the KJV, guys. <laughs> so here we have a guy, a ruler. He was rich. He thought he was a pretty good guy. OK, he was banking on his grip of the coattail. I mean, after all, he was bringing his riches and there then there was the good things um, that he had done in his deeds bank. Um, he hadn't committed adultery. 
hadn't killed anyone, hadn't stolen anything or lied about anyone or anything. Plus, he had always been respectful of his parents. He was riding the coattail. Um, He knew there was a God and he knew that God had some standards about him. He was sure that these things that he had kept from his youth would save him, that they would, that they would be just what he needed to, uh, to be declared a top-notch Christian. Uh, apparently, it's me that can't, can't talk. Um, I'm rubbing up. I'm uh, yes. <laughs> Jesus said, not so fast, not so fast. Um, there is something that you are missing. The part that is missing is missing because you have failed to put on the Christianity coat. You are content with just touching the coat. If you put the coat on, you would change. And only with the coat on can you have the desire to set all that you have, to set all that you have and distribute it to the poor. I said set, sell all that you have and distribute it to the poor. (laughs) Only with the coat on can you see that the riches you have here are nothing compared to the treasure that awaits you in heaven. So while he's wearing that, he's got that, those treasures on here. Mm -hmm. While he has that coat on, he's not able to see what awaits him in heaven. Um, Is it possible to be rich and still go to heaven? The answer is yes. But God says it is easier for the camel to go through the eye of the needle than it is for a rich man to enter heaven. So why is that? Why, Why would he say that? It all has to do with where the coat is, where the coat is placed in relation to you. Are you hanging on to it or have you put it on? Are you all in or are you content with the things that only this world can offer you? Sadly, we never hear if this rich young ruler ever had a change of heart. We never hear if he got um, a little ways down the road and decided that what awaited him in Jesus was more valuable than what he had in his hand here. And I would venture to say that us Christians will not see him when we get to heaven. That's just kind of how I see it. I don't believe that he put the coat on. Um, Do we, do you know people like this? I I think Mm -hmm. we know people like this. Or, you know, what's worse, does this describe you? Mm. Are you content with your works? Do you justify holding on to earthly possessions as opposed to going all in with Jesus? And I have personally witnessed people who call themselves Christians say, like that old song, I do anything for love, but I won't do that. <laughs> I do anything for Jesus, but I won't do that. We see a lot of uh, yeah. you know, Christians that oh, they put the brakes on. They're like, I don't, I would do anything for Jesus, but you know, mm-hmm. not that. And you know, people that are content in their good works, but their hearts do not break for what breaks God's heart. You know, um, d- they don't make church a priority uh, for themselves and for their family. They're not going to do that. They volunteer in ministry. Who's going to do that? Takes too much time. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Listen, we know all about that, don't we? Oh, yeah. And we, when you start, uh, this is like a tangent here, but when you start, volunteering and ministry especially in sand hill um they're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make you put that coat on <laughs> you know i'm exhausted i know it is exhausting <laughs> it feels like you run from one thing to the next thing to the next thing but, but it's so rewarding i know i mean 
And what are we here for? Yeah. Not for ourselves. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, seeking his face in everything, living morally. Does this resemble, you know, anybody that's, you know, not willing to do these types of things? Does it resemble anybody that you know? Does it resemble you? Are you, do you fall into the category of, I, I'm perfectly content watching from the window what's going on? You know what I'm saying? Do they, but do they not understand this person that's doing all this for God? Because mm-hmm. God's asked them to do this. Right. They are sacrificing everything to do this for God. They're receiving a blessing from it. Right. This person that's hanging onto the coattail, what are they getting? They're missing out on by the mud. Yeah. <laughs> They're missing out on the, all yeah. the blessings that God could have in store for them. Yeah. Because they just want to be on the out. They don't want to take the time. It's too much. Yeah. I've got better things to do. Yeah. And listen, I've really got a lot of things to do at home. Seriously. Listen, with this OCC season right now. Yeah. My house. Mm, yeah. It's a mess. Yeah. But I feel like this ministry is where I need to be right now. Well, and two, and that's another thing is that, like I said before, what else are you going to do? Because we talk a lot, like I talk a lot about, you know, to the kids that um, are, you know, in discipleship and they're in Sunday school. Um, you, if we were saved with a purpose, mm-hmm. you know, we were created for a purpose to glorify God, but he has a plan for our lives right. and it's not just to warm up you. No, it's not just to warm up you. Everybody has a job. To exactly. Do. And everything now, the Bible tells us to do everything to the glory of God. Well, that means everything. Mm-hmm. Just like Pastor says, all. What does all mean? All, all. means all. So That's everything. Hard. I know. <laughs> it is. It is. So he 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 will. The riches that await us are nothing. We like what's here is nothing to be compared to what mm-hmm. awaits us in heaven. Um, if we could just grasp that, that life is but a vapor. Um, and we'll have eternity. The words, well done. Yeah. Thou good and faithful servant. I want to hear that. Mm. I want to hear it. And I want everyone around me to hear that as well. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And that's where you, cause it's one thing to want it for yourself. And I do want it for myself. Um, but how you can tell we, that you're growing and maturing is everyone that you come into contact with, you want them to mm-hmm. hear that as well. Exactly. Yeah. So, does this resemble you? Um, so our next example is Judas Iscariot. Um, this one is a bit closer to home, um, I think, than the rich young ruler. Um, do we even need to say any more about Judas Iscariot? Maybe not, but we're going to. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna talk about him. Um, this guy was in the clique. Okay, he was chosen handpicked by Jesus himself. I mean, we're all handpicked by Jesus, but this guy looked full on in the face of Jesus when the words, I pick you, came out of his mouth. Mm. Picked, handpicked by Jesus. He spent three and a half years with Jesus. Jesus himself. He ate with Jesus. He rested with Jesus. He laughed and joked with Jesus. He got to hear the word, teach the word. He saw the miracles, all the different types of miracles, every single one. Yet he never put the coat on. Mm. 
he was hanging on to the tales, the literal Christianity mm-hmm. tales. So how does something explain this to me? How does something like this happen? And I'm not being judgmental. I'm really, I really want to know, you know, how does it, how does it happen? I mean, how do you rub elbows with the ones that are closest to the savior and rub elbows with, with the, the savior, savior. Yeah. himself and still not put on the coat? I, I, I can't wrap my head around I, I just, that I one. can't, no. I really can't, but it happens. It happened then. And it happens today. It's happening in churches. It's happening in your church. And it's definitely happening in our church. Do you think it's happening more and more, though? Yeah. I mean, he's ready to wrap this thing up. I know. And it's like it's happening more and more, more frequent than what we want to know. I know. And it's very, very scary to me. Um, Judas, he sold Jesus out. Do you? Do I? Mm -hmm. You know? Do you hang with the crowd on Sundays and here here and there when you uh, need to make an appearance, you know, (laughs) but when you aren't in the presence of his people, you are a different person. Mm -hmm. Um, Do the people that you hang out with outside of the church um, know that you profess something that you don't actually believe? Have you tainted them? This is this is where kind of where the rubber met the road for me. Have you tainted them? Have I tainted them? Mm-hmm. You know, um, have you made it harder for them to come to Jesus because you have misrepresented him? Mm. Represented him? That's scary to have that on your. I know. Record. <laughs> when yeah. you stand before the and Lord, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a record. I don't think people really realize no. that. So Matthew 27, three and five, three, nope, three through five. Then Judas, which had betrayed him when he saw that he was condemned, repented himself, brought again the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders saying, I have sinned and that I have betrayed the innocent blood. Is it he? Okay. And he said, <laughs> what is that to us? See thou to that. And he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. It was they. Sorry. They and they said, okay, that's all right. Yeah. So it was one. It was one. I guess my yeah, I understand. So this is kind of a dark, somber, you know, yeah. um, <laughs> piece of scripture. And but to be honest with you, I don't believe that we will see Judas in heaven either um, for multiple no. reasons. But. The question that haunts me is, how does this happen? It's, you know, like we had said before, how do you look the Savior in the face and never put him on? How do you do that? And my second question goes right along with it. How many people are like this inside of our churches? And this is this is a scary thought to me. Um, because <laughs> I've had multiple talks with different people and especially Pastor um We've had some, you know, deep uh, discussions about things, but I just want, like, I, I, I don't get it. If it happened to Judas, who looked at him, sat like we are, mm-hmm. like this close, even closer. Yeah. <laughs> How? I, I don't get it. It happens, and it's, yeah. you know, and... I think that's a scary part for me is um, 
I don't want the people that I come into contact with. Hopefully you guys don't hear that. Yeah, thing. I hope you don't hear that that banging that's going on. If somebody would like to donate some money to the church so we could buy a facility where we could have a podcast room that's soundproof, that would be great. Um, but I really do not understand how that happens. But yeah. if it happened to Judas, if it happened, if if Judas was staring mm-hmm. at Jesus for three and a half years straight in the face, it surely is happening here. Within this I church. guess my question with that is, when he picked Judas, did he know he was going to betray him? Doesn't he know all things? I yes, I believe so. He did he pick him for a reason? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Mm. Yeah, just gotta figure out that reason. Yeah, we may never know. Well, I think too that it could be. I don't know the mind of God. I'm not going to ever claim right. that, but I think that. Um, just like with Pharaoh, God made an example. Mm. And it's very easy to um, think that we got it right. We got it all together. And then it's very easy to think that someone else that we look look at every day has it right. But I think that Judas as the example helps us to see that that's not always the case. And it's got, I can't just go about life. You know, we spend a lot of time with the people in our church. Um, I have questions about some of the people that we spend time with. Okay. I, I really, really do. And I have a hard time just going about life um, and trying to put out of my mind that there are some that are holding on to the coattail. Now, mm-hmm. there are some people in our church that are holding on to the coattail of Christianity um, because they're in that in-between point. Because right. it's okay to grab on to get a hold of it. As so long you as you try to gain ground and work yeah. your way. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so um, I think that there's that that middle point. But there are some that are just perfectly content hanging on to that. And you can see it. In, um, are, they really, been, are they really content? Well, no. <laughs> they're I not. think it'd be a miserable life. <laughs> well, the part that they're content with is the world. Yeah. What yeah. What they're not, you know, content with is um doing everything that you know Christianity yeah. entails. So get it. Yep. Mm. So um the next time we're gonna be a little bit lighter note. Okay. Um, we're going to be talking about some of the ones that actually grabbed on to the coattail and put it on with everything that was in them. They're like, I want to wear this. Do you always sing now? <laughs> You're not singing two coats. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Folks, save me. <laughs> two. That's <laughs> just aggravating you. Maybe next podcast. Yeah, maybe next we'll podcast. See. But there is a there is a lighter side to this, and thank goodness there is a lighter um, side to this, and, and a good side. And I'm really excited mm-hmm. to talk about those people that took on or took the coat and actually put it on. They grabbed onto it with yeah. everything that they had, and they're like, "This is for me." So I much easier to talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Um, but, but the reality is that there oh, are, of course, there are some mm-hmm. that are just content hanging on. You know, they're like, I can always let go when I want. Mm. It's a lot easier to let go of a coat than it is to actually have to take it off. So, yeah. Yeah. 
Nice. All right. Love to hear from you guys. Yep. Once again, we we get no mail. We're just sad. <laughs> well, and so we were listening in on the last podcast. And they and got then, something in the mail. I know. And they read it. I know. Listen, if it we got Chuck. something in the mail from you, yeah, we would. Yeah, it, we would read. Male or female, we don't care. As yeah. long as it's appropriate to read. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please, if it's not yeah. appropriate, don't send it. <laughs> We're not that kind of people. <laughs> All right. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen. See ya. See ya.